Welcome to the Faith Words Podcast. I'm Katie Norris, and we are sharing a live stream that we did with number one New York Times bestselling author Joyce Meyer. She answered some questions from our Faith Words Facebook book club, which is a private group where we give inside information um, about our books. We do giveaways. We have authors stop by to do chats. Um, and we asked them what they would like to talk to Joyce Meyer about, and they submitted their questions. So Joyce kindly sat down and answered those for us, and they were such good answers, we wanted to pass them along to you all. Uh, if you'd like to join the book club, you can go to facebook.com slash faithwordsbookclub to request to join. Um, but I really think you're going to enjoy hearing what Joyce has to say, as she also introduces her new book that just released this fall, your battles belong to the Lord. Well, hello, I'm Joyce Meyer, and I am excited to be talking to the Faith Words Book Club members today. And I want to talk to you a little bit about a new book that I've written called Your Battles Belong to the Lord. You know, we all want peace. I don't think life is even worth living without peace. I'm familiar with a few situations right now in different people's lives where there's a lot of strife and bickering and arguing and upset all the time. And when I run into situations like that, it just reminds me all over again how wonderful peace is. And we can have peace by learning how to let God fight our battles. Now, that doesn't mean that there's never anything for us to do, but the key is, is to wait on God and find out what He wants you to do and then do it. But sometimes He'll tell you just to wait on Him. Like, for example, I told a woman this morning, God is your vindicator. She keeps wanting to defend herself in a situation, and it's not going to do any good. It's not going to solve the problem. So I said, just let God be your vindicator. So it's very important to learn how to let God fight your battles. I think most people feel like they're in some kind of a fight or a wrestling match all the time with some problem in their life, but only God can take care of those problems. Now, we invited people to send in questions, and the questions don't necessarily have anything to do with the book, but it'll give you a little idea <clears throat> of some of my teaching and let you get to know me a little bit. The first one is from Melissa, and she says, What was the turning point when you changed your negative to positive and stopped living by how you feel? Well, it's interesting to me because so many people have that question. They just ask it in different ways, like, what is the turning point? What was the thing? And you know what? There is no one thing, and there is no one turning point. It's a growth process. And as I began to learn that being negative was hurting me and it wasn't God's will, I would say that I started trying to be positive. Then I had to find out that me trying in my own strength wasn't going to do it, and that I needed to really go to God and ask for His help. The wonderful thing about your walk with God is it is a walk, taken one step at a time. It's a journey that you're on, and you can enjoy where you're at on the way to where you're going. You don't have to, you know, we don't get mad at our babies when they're first learning how to walk because they fall. We help them get back up and brush away their tears, and encourage them to get going again. And that's the way God is with us. When you fall, just like Peter, when he got out of the boat to walk on water, he did okay for a while, and then he began to sink, and Jesus reached down and pulled him up so he didn't drown. He did uh, correct him for his fear, but he still helped him. And that's the way God is with us. It's not that he won't correct us 
but he still loves us and he still helps us. And so the big thing is, is instead of think, looking for this one thing, this one thing, or this, this moment when everything is going to change for you, realize that that's just a fantasy. It's not going to happen like that. Now, you can have big breakthroughs, big revelations, but most spiritual growth comes a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, and a little bit at a time. The next question is, how do you control your fears? Sometimes I'm afraid of driving on expressways and flying, but I know I'm missing out on experiencing life. Well, I have a teaching that's been very valuable in my own life and has also helped a lot of other people called Do It Afraid. I heard a story about a woman who spent all of her life not doing things that she wanted to do because she was afraid. She was afraid to drive at night. She was afraid to not leave her lights on in her house at night. She was just afraid of so many things, afraid of meeting new people. And she was kind of complaining, I think, to another Christian friend one time about how she felt like her whole life had been stolen by fear. And her friend looked at her and said, well, why don't you just do it afraid? And if you really think about that, fear tries to stop us, but we don't have to let it. You can control the fear, not by necessarily getting rid of the feeling of it, but by doing what you believe God wants you to do, not what the fear <clears throat> is telling you to do. And I can promise you that I would not be here today doing what I'm doing if I would not have confronted fear many times in my life. You have to remember that fear will not go away unless you confront it. They often say when fear knocks on your door, send faith to answer. And faith is the only thing that will conquer fear. It says, how do you control your fears? Well, the same way you do. I have to say, this is not from God, and I'm not going to be like this. I'm going to do what I believe God wants me to do. Now, you in particular ask about driving on expressways and flying. So what I would suggest is that you drive, first of all, in an area that's not extremely crowded. Take it a little bit at a time before you go jumping on the expressway, and then a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. I know a woman who was desperately afraid of flying, and her husband had to fly a lot for his business, and their kids were all grown. She had the opportunity to go with him, but she'd stay home by herself because she was afraid. And she finally took my advice and decided to do it afraid, and now she's, she said, I still once in a while will feel a little bit nervous or feel a little bit of that old fear coming back, but she said, I just step out, do it anyway, and now she's just having a wonderful time traveling around doing different things with her husband. And then from Edith, she says, have you ever been in a slump or had a time when you didn't read your Bible or are you always eager, positive, and steadfast? Well, my temptation is to be funny and say, oh, no, I never have a problem. I'm so perfect. I do it all right all the time. But that's not the truth. Have you ever been in a slump? Well, there are times, especially in the beginning of my walk with God, where I did not yet have the habit of reading the Word on a regular basis and spending time with God, that I would not do it for a while, and then I'd do it for a while, and then I wouldn't do it for a while, and, and sometimes I would get sleepy every time I'd try to spend time with God. To be honest, it's not an issue for me any, anymore, but I've been in a pretty strong walk with God for over 40 years. And so you need to hear that, because if you're one or two years into building a relationship with God, you're going to experience things that 
I don't experience now and that you won't experience later on if you keep on keeping on. I heard of one man, and this I think is a true story, he wanted to get up early in the morning and read the Word and spend time with God before he went to work, and every time he would try, he would get sleepy. So he decided to stand on the edge of the bathtub and read the Bible out loud because he knew that he wouldn't fall off of that bathtub. And so sometimes you have to go to extreme lengths to develop the good habits in your life that you want to have. And one of the things that really helped me is I know, and this is not only just for me, but it's also for you, that we are not going to really enjoy the life that, we, that God wants us to have if we don't spend time with Him. He is our strength. We need Him in everything that we do. And so spending time with God is not something you have to do. It's something you get to do. And when you have those times where you feel like you don't want to do it, I mean, if you miss reading the Bible for a day or two, God's not going to be mad at you. Just don't let it become a habit where you're not taking in the Word. Well, I'm glad I had this opportunity to meet you, and I do hope that you will order my new book. Matter of fact, you can pre-order the book at any of your local book retailers, and uh, I'm sure that uh, you're going to really enjoy this when you read it. I really believe it's going to help a lot of people. You know, we have an enemy, the devil, and a lot of people don't quite know what to do with him, but the truth is, is God has already given you authority over him. He knows it, but now you need to know it and begin to resist. Thank you so much. God bless you.